Well, hello there and welcome to the second Flash Forward Talks in uh, my uh, podcast series Flash Forward with uh, Major K. In Flash Forward Talks, I'm uh, talking to DJs and producers um, to, yeah, get to know them and uh, see what uh, makes them tick and see how they have evolved from the early beginnings to where they are now, what their plans are, how they do see uh, the music industry and so on and so on. Uh, This time around I talked to Mike Push. He's a trans DJ from Belgium uh, but world renowned. Um, I got to know him a long, long, long time ago through his uh, hit single Universal Nation. You really should check that out. Um, I kind of played that in uh, one of my podcasts uh, a couple of years ago and since then um, yeah, I've gotten to know the guy and uh, we became friends. So it was really uh, good to see him again when he was in Belgium uh, last Friday for Age of Love, a big trans party in uh, the Lotto Arena, one of the bigger venues here in Belgium. Um, As it was uh, really noisy, well if you can call that noise, it was music of course, but uh, loud, loud music. Um, So we decided to uh, just get into his car outside the venue uh, to have some more uh, peace and quiet there. And uh, yeah, the talk lasted for like half an hour and you're gonna listen to that right now. So enjoy my talk with Mike Bush. So uh, here with uh, Mike Push at Age of Love, the 10th anniversary of Age of Love. Um, how many editions did you do? Um, I'm not sure anymore, but usually I play twice a year for the Age of Love. And I think they're doing four a year. Uh, three at least. I'm not too sure, but I think four. But I do twice a year. So um, I think I started playing for Quincy and their main editions when they expanded uh, the third or the fourth year because it all started very small in I think the charlatan in Ghent right which is yeah. very limited so I started to to join in when they were in the bigger venues in, yeah. in Ghent for people who don't know charlatan in Ghent it's like this pub with a concert hall where you can put in like 80 people or something? I never or? been, but I heard people go crazy there. <laughs> right, no, I've never been. Yeah. Is, is okay. that fun? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cozy. But they, they evolved and then they did uh, like uh, a bigger venue in Ghent. And so they, they kind of grew, right? Yeah, in the Art Cube and in the Vorat. And that's basically where, where I joined in with them. Right. Um, but let's talk about your story, really, because sure. like you're in the business for like 600 years or something. Yeah, I'm like uh, the dinosaur of trance. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, you're welcome. No, no. That's what friends I'm are for. I'm still very, very, very young. No gray hairs. <laughs> no, I'm all no. good. I, I can't say the same and I'm younger than you. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I started very early, obviously. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when, when trance was right there at the forefront, to, to conquer, you know, electronic music in, in general as we know it. Um, and yeah, I think it was pretty much with one of the first in, in Belgium to introduce the more melodic side of trance yeah. with uh, my main alter ego, Push. Yeah, because that's that's kind of what's important to you. The, the beats can be heavy, but it has to be melodic as well. Huh? That's, that's what trance stands for, you know, 
back then and now it's all about emotions and 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 you know having a feel-good kind of atmosphere in the music and you know you want smiles on the dance floor how did you get into music because i read somewhere that you you were like interested in music and and even producing when you were kind of like 11. yeah 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 when when i saw uh, in the 80s i'm an 80s kid so when i saw Depeche mode performing on tv i was intrigued by samplers and synths and all that stuff so uh, i managed somehow to get hold of very uh, simple sampler machines when i was 12 13 14 um, and I, uh, I'm in Tandy, and Tandy used to be a, a, a yeah. chain of electronic gadgets and <laughs> yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in the US, it was called Radio Shack, and, and here mm. it was called Tandy, yeah. but it was the same. Yeah. Uh, so every time, you know, I did good in school, you know, they gave me, a, I would not say a budget, but, you know, I managed to get something that I could, you know, start making music with. So there were the 8 bit samplers, very early Casio made machines. And then I basically, I took a tape, put it in a tape recorder, and was holding a microphone to a mono speaker from the tape recorder, place yeah. play, and start sampling music. And it all started with sampling. And if I think about it now, when I talk about it, it it's, it's amazing, the evolution. And, uh, you know, that's what music is about. You just are looking for new things to do and to try out. And if I think about it now, that damn, I was holding a microphone to a tape recorder, pressing play, and then have an 8-bit, whoa, 8-bit sample. Right. Um, and then start chopping it up when I was just 12 years old. It's, it's uh, Yeah, but what, it's what, what gave you the idea? Making it yourself and knowing how to make stuff like that yourself. You know, the, you know there was no YouTube, there was no Facebook, there was no social media, nothing in the 80s. Basically, what you had at hand was vinyls or CD or radio. So you basically had to go back to, you know, those essentials of music or, you know, learning how to write music and grab a music instrument. Otherwise, you know, if you don't, you know, play the guitar or press a key on the keyboard or take the drumstick and hit the drums, there is no noise. There's no music. Right. So basically, you had to just come up with the idea of, you know, literally how to make noise <laughs> so if if you came up with a sample of you know you, you take a piece of music out of an existing song you load it in a machine and then basically make out of that a new sound or melody i think that's crazy i think it's it's like uh you know you know that thing it, it it you know it's it's like it, it's like a ball attached to a string and you touch it and it keeps going and going and yeah, going yeah, yeah, and going yeah, 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 I'm not yeah, sure yeah, how yeah. you call that yeah. but but you know it, it's know like either, that but... it's like you take a sound and it evolves it evolves it evolves and even now I think people who make like house music or tech house you often hear they they sample sounds or vocals from old Detroit or Chicago house tracks right. from back in yeah. the 80s 90s yeah. Yeah. but they also sampled it from tracks from the 70s and 60s right. so it's been you know, I'm not saying recycled, but it's been used and, and you know, every time you do something new with it. So I think the way you approach a music instrument is what defines your sound. Yeah. Um, you, yeah, you, you told uh, us that, like, you were 12 or 13 or 14. That's kind of an age that you still are living at home. Yeah. Um, did your parents support you or, or how did that go? Weren't they thinking, oh, what's yeah. he up to now? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, my I had I had not an easy youth 
first to start with. And okay. I think music was uh, a part of seeking something I would feel good with and not have to deal with anything outside that spectrum. So yeah. I'm not saying music was an escape, but I think music was for me a search for something right. and and um, to to do something to the world, to, 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 to seek, you know, to find, I don't know how to exactly define it, but to explore life, to do something with it. You know, I'm, I'm even yeah. by my spouse, she always keeps saying to me, like, you know, you're made to make music and people happy. And though sometimes I doubt myself, or I think sometimes like, uh, I'm not too sure about keep making music. And she keeps saying no, because you're made for it. So you have to keep doing it. And yeah. The passion, no? <clears throat> It's more than a passion. The other day, I said, I said, I said to myself, like, wow, I, I don't know what I would do if if I would do anything else. I would go crazy. I think I will function normal in the world and have a normal job, but I don't think that's my destiny. Yeah, it, it, is it something that you think, yeah, predestined to do or artists? I think are. I think I think people are born for a reason, and people are born with the gift but then you have to make the best out of it yeah a gift is not given to you when you have the gift in your hands you have to show what to do with it yeah it's it's like you 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 still have to do it's like art yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you can you can paint but it doesn't make doesn't mean you can make a great canvas i mean no no no, no. you still have yeah. to you know make something nice out of it yeah. even though you're a nice painter I mean, I, i'm not i'm an awful painter but <laughs> i think my colors would be beautiful because it's like it's like making music i think if you would see my canvas the colors would be beautiful but yes. i would think out of a musical perspective like a yeah, kaleidoscope yeah, 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 yeah. being in the trance you know, right yeah something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. So, exactly yeah so it's it's arts i think i do believe people are born for a reason and you know what happens happens yeah so when when did um, your kind of hobby change into something more real and and tangible. It's still a hobby, doesn't that sound weird? <laughs> <laughs> That's because, the best thing then. Because right? if it's yeah, because if 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 I wouldn't like it anymore, or if the passion would be gone, I don't think I can just sit in the studio and wait for the next train to pass and jump on mm -hmm. to the next hype. And I'm not like that. I'm still doing what I did years ago. You just you know evolve with the technology yeah which is different than if you evolve with sound and become all of a sudden a different artist or let's say i would all of a sudden start making rock music people would be like whoa this guy was you know into electronics and be <laughs> a rock artist now yeah <clears throat> so yeah I, i i think it's it's like i said it's it's evolution of the tools you have where you work with and and then um Just go with the flow. I mean, it, it's a passion, and luckily I make money in a, a living. Let's say it that way. Mm -hmm. Money sounds so like weird. Mm -hmm. um, I can make a living and sustain family life because of making music. Yeah, you said that, that people wouldn't understand if you would suddenly make rock music, but then again, you have like 18 nicknames in dance music to more. try, <laughs> or even more to 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 try other stuff than that you're known for so you can get away with anything if you just that's give true. it another name no that's true maybe yeah i i have that in the let's call it general electronic music mm -hmm. i have so many different trans aliases um because you have subgenres in every 
musical streams uh, streaming right like you in trance you have like progressive trance you have psi trance you have mm -hmm. euphoric trance vocal trance you know you can name it uh, but you also have like the progressive house which is the deeper side of electronic music it's melodic it's a bit slower it's less euphoric but you know i also have that side you know it's more yeah. chill down music where people really want to go out for a piece of you know for having that peaceful moment of having like a, a melodic kind of journey but it doesn't have to be crazy right but right. then yeah. you have the diehard fans and they want kind of like a state of trance or anything or anything else which is euphoric and yeah. more energetic so you know i think that's great about all the different streams of music that circulates around and that that's also where you have festivals for yeah the many diverse stages and everything do you think it's still important nowadays to be uh releasing stuff under other monikers um well i think that's something like a concept that's from 10 or 20 years ago yeah because nowadays people when when you go to festivals like tomorrowland people can can enjoy trance but can even enjoy edm or can enjoy a tech house set or a house set or even drum and bass or whatever they like have a more broad palette of what what, what they can yeah. like or yes i know i think people have too much information to access right now through internet and you know it's sometimes like i always think it like that it's like when you hear the top 10 on the radio pop music I mean, we are basically being forced to listen to it, whether you like, uh, <laughs> whether you like it or not, like a Rihanna or anything else. When they play it on the radio and they play it 20 times a day, it's like shoved in your a week. A week after, and, uh, you will like it and you will play it and you will buy it or you will stream it. <laughs> yeah. So back in the days, with so many aliases, you went to the vinyl store and you had a record in your hands. Then it made you feel like, whoa, you know, you, you bought it. And yeah, I don't think it didn't matter who made it. But right now, I think people have too much choices at hand. And if you lay down, I'm going to name a couple of my aliases. Mm -hmm. You put Mike, you put Mike Push, and you put Push. Right. It's three times me, right? Yeah. But just release them at the same time, okay? Yeah. People will probably now go for the one they like the most, and they will choose. They make, they make a choice out of that. Okay. But back in the days, it was very limited to get, to get hold of good music, um, um, and and the technology. I mean, you needed you needed a record player to play your vinyls. Right now, you need a computer. You play an MP3. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Back then, you had to invest in if you wanted to have a nice hi-fi at home or the right Technics SL 1200 uh, record players to play your records. And then a, a, a broader selection of vinyl was more important than than how people choose now music. So yeah. So to your question, back in the days, you could get away with it. Now they have too much access, so it's better to just downsize it to one name and focus right. on that. Yeah, yeah. Because like 80 aliases, it's not sustainable, really. <laughs> I had way that's, more. Yeah, but, but that's it a all crazy worked. thing. It all worked because it also showed the other side of, of an artist. And, yeah, you okay. know, I managed pretty well within the scene mm. that every project I had had his own sound and feeling. Right. Well, I don't yeah. know how I did it. It's a bit harder now, again, because there is too much access and people start comparing. Oh, I heard the YouTube, or oh, I did the Spotify, yeah, yeah, yeah. or oh, I did the Shazam, whatever. But back then, with vinyl in the first place sounded different. Right. Because it's, it's the feeling of playing plastic is so different. It 
the analog kind of sound. Hence, Plastic Boy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, just the record sounded so so different that it it didn't really matter if one song would sound almost the same like the other, because mm. a record was a record. But in music now and having everything digital, again, it's the choices that makes it so hard, and and that's a pity. Yeah. That's what I don't like about technology. If you have too much choice, yeah. it can ruin things. Yeah. You came on my radar when I was like in uh, first year in university. There was like this compilation called Solid Sounds. <laughs> yeah. I think it's uh, episode 10 or uh, the, the 10th one anyway. And there was suddenly Push and Universal Nation. Yeah. And I like played it. Oh, we, we were at like a, a compound with uh, uh, four rooms and students, student rooms. And they went crazy. And that, crazy, that, that's crazy or crazy, crazy like, oh man, well, again? Well, both things, okay. I think. Both things, I think. But that that was one of the tracks that really kind of blew me away because it's like, it's kind of a simple track. It is. Not, not to disrespect, but no, it's, no, it's yeah, kind it of is. a simple track. And it just, you can keep on listening to it and it never tires. But it almost didn't, didn't. How, what, what's the story about that track that, that track because well first of all like you said about simplicity sometimes those are the best things in life keeping things simple you know and not to overproduce yeah and I think that track what came out at the right time right moment with having that feel to bring so much euphoria in less in, in not given too much information right because there is there's only just one string going on one bass line and the drums are very very basic it just gives so much energy But yeah, the track, I mean, the story goes around and, and you know, people know that it basically was a B-side of a project I was working on for Bonsai Records and I gave it to them. <laughs> and the next day they kind of called me and they said like, dude, they said, excuse my language, they said like, what the <laughs> word? You, you, and, can, you can F-bomb and uh, <laughs> go and, ahead. And, and, um, no problem and they said like well, what did you bring in i'm like oh my god did i do anything wrong they said man this this track is so big we can't do we, we can't do like a, a b-side of a track we feel this is really big we have it at hand what do you want to call it and back in the days i already released a project named push <coughs> with my first record label use import so i was like okay let's do push And make it a a-side and the actual b-side the a-side we make it a b-side right so a-side yeah, is universal nation yeah And since it sounded huge for them, I said, you know, let's call it the real anthem, Universal Nation, and the B-side Prisma. And yeah, the rest is history. It's bizarre. Still today, like, it doesn't matter where I am or play it. It's, 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 a, it's a track like almost like, yeah, like the Beatles could have produced it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it, it, it holds something like... Something like that. Because like new generations discovered the track right now. Yeah, if if you if uh, like techno techno goddess like uh, Charlotte Witte is playing that at uh, at Pickle Pop or other other DJs that are discovering the bonsai catalog, just revisited re are revisiting those tracks like Universal Nation. It it just keeps on going. It's and, and now nowadays they you know what you're just saying is, is is true, but also other of my works are being rediscovered by that same generation. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So do we wonder was it? better back then or there was you know the music had a different feel to it mm -hmm. or is it just that maybe people don't really like what's going on now is going on now in the industry Possible. too commercial i'm not sure but anyway we're, we're we're happy with it with the fact that we get a second or maybe third recognition for what we did back in the days it, it does sound old 
though if I say that, but even even we're not. But I mean, if you can revive a, a dance track like that, and and it it always captures a new generation, I think we did the right thing. Yeah, and the bonsai guys did the right thing as well. Yeah, they did a great job back in the days with my music, and 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 they they doing their thing now, and and yeah. I, I wish them a lot of luck with yeah. what they do because they those were really crazy times at that moment right yeah it was it was crazy crazy days i mean i had a couple of awards that i had with universal nation what we, were we speaking <coughs> of because like it came out in 1998 and then right. it, it yeah. basically it bombed everywhere in 99 if, the it, if the whole world would have yeah. access within the same day you know that's kind of i think what ruins music also in the first place today is that everyone basically just have access As I, right away right yeah. away yeah and can download it or rip it from from even if you have a SoundCloud or like a YouTube or back in the days you had to wait for it from vinyl or or, right. or hear it on the radio and you would listen to a certain radio show and hope that yet yeah, your favorite DJ would play that record you know yeah that's how I started too I was listening to radio show here in Antwerp called uh, Liaison Dangereuse. Right. And By uh, Tim van Hees. Uh, uh, Sven van Hees. Sven, Sven van Hees. Sven van Hees. Yeah. Of Sven van Hees yeah. and Paul Ward and they are my. <coughs> those are my heroes. It, for me, that was actually also trans in a way. You know, trans does not mean it's an Armin or Tiesto or, or me or a push. Mm -hmm. Trans has like a very wide and broad spectrum. Very wide. It, I think it even goes back in the 70s, if you think about it. So what those guys did with their radio show, every Thursday at 7 was my time as a little boy. Right my radio show and no one could go my bedroom and I would have my finger ready record and then you yeah, know yeah, have, yeah, have, yeah, have yeah, everything yeah. recorded on tapes you need to get an influence somewhere right right you can be creative and born with a purpose like I said earlier mm -hmm. but it's also you know you're born with the gift but you don't know the direction you know what I'm saying right yeah so and I felt instantly so comfortable with what those guys <laughs> were doing in their radio show and and I was like that's what I want to do but my way you know yeah yeah. So that's how I created my 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 way of trance, my my flow, my music. You're originally from Belgium. Yes. But then you moved to New York. Yes. Why was that? Um, because I felt it was time to um, not really rediscovering. Some people go to Tibet or <laughs> or <laughs> go to Kathmandu or climb the Himalaya to yeah. do something. Okay. I thought, let me go to, you know, with my wife to New York. She's from New York anyway. Right. So let, let's go. Accepted. Let's do yeah. a challenge, you know, not, let's go to a place where it's still accessible, <laughs> you know, where I still have access to everything in the world. Yeah, yeah. New York isn't a bad place. No, it and, isn't. And, and uh, you know, and I can, you know, it's like regrouping all together, but in this case for myself and, and right, yeah, yeah. Feel again, okay. What 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 do I want to do with my career? It's still something I want to do. Yeah. Do I need you know something? Is is there anything that 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 is out there I yet have to discover? Yeah. So New York was for me a choice of of. Uh, was it kind of a sabbatical? Would you say yeah, that? Yeah. A little. Yeah. Maybe a little. Yeah. Yeah. It, Just it, uh, take take even, some distance of all the things that you've accomplished and and yeah. see it like really literally as well from afar. A small sabbatical. Yeah, but I was going to a place where I know I had also support and family, so I wouldn't take a sabbatical to a place where I would feel alone because that's yeah, not a sure. sabbatical. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah, feel yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and even though I knew I would miss Belgium or Antwerp because I'm born raised here and you know it's my country, but I felt that it would 
be good to you know explore different places um and you know it it, it brought back you know I, I mean i never lost a passion but it it brought back to the world like hey you know i was not forgotten and all of a sudden without not doing much people was were going back to you know my music and everything all of a sudden i felt like hey the, the world still needs mike right yeah and, and you know it didn't matter if i was based in antwerp or new york yeah i felt a huge appreciation coming up again and i was like okay so this is my destiny yeah did did the new york experience add something to mike apart from the family life oh yeah did I mean, that inspire you to well uh, how, how did in, the, that, in the music yeah because you you're in a different environment and i think i needed to feel appreciation again from from what i left behind in a way yeah so you know moving to a different country you do move your school a, a local butcher <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, all those yeah, things yeah. you're used to you go to something new mm -hmm. so like i said you have to regroup and rethink about uh like like hey this is something new and okay what's what's the next chapter yeah that was it and then of course you know i had my my second one born in new york and then all of a sudden you get you know uh, it gives back again inspiration of, of, of for writing music for you know thinking like yeah you know what was the purpose why I did it in the first place yeah because music never has been far away right no yeah we all need music in our life don't we I mean music is too important I mean in good days bad days uh, very important yeah. yeah you're producing a lot uh, new stuff right now yeah uh, new album coming up as well in yeah. this year even yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're working on it the uh, next couple of months there's a lot of press yeah gonna be released about singles and, and some limited editions we're gonna do I really feel happy about what I did and uh, I want to make sure that I can bring the older fans and you know the yeah. new generation together yeah you're going to put out an album it's 15 tracks I worked nearly a year on the album I really took my time especially on the sound design it is a journey and it what is very important to me is the fact that why in the first place I gained fans you know mm -hmm. so is the album made for the fans Yes. Did I also make the album for myself? Yes, because, I, you know, what I make, I want to also like it myself and I want to feel mm -hmm. comfortable. I don't want to put anything out that I feel like, oh, man, why, why did I do this? And it happened in the past. I had a couple of singles out that I was like, now when I think about it now, I'm like, oh, man. But <laughs> the album, it's don't something. Feel. Yeah. <laughs> But the album is something I really want to do for the fans. Like yeah. I said, the, the, the older fans. They will stream it on Spotify or whatever, uh, and 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 capturing my live shows. Yeah, because that's the distinction, right? You have Push Live. Yeah, and, and Mike Push. Mike Push, yeah. Mike Push is anything trans general, and Push Live grabs past, present, future. Yeah, and you you mix it all together in one one in tur push, turbulent in, set. In, in Push in Live, it's full on energy. That's what they want and expect, and you know, it's bringing them on a melodic journey that's what i'm gonna do you're playing more than ever I, I, yeah it's incredible it seems, yeah yeah i mean this year the our agenda it's not fully put out yet but it it for the summer i think we pretty much have 16 or, or 18 festivals really yeah. i have three weekends in july with four shows per weekend so it's it's crazy 
I have people coming out or writing sometimes on my fan pages, like Facebook, saying like, my parents, they, they play the shit out of it in the car. And, and that's why I want to come out to your event. And they're now 18 years old. So because of their parents still digging into playing it, they want to go out or their parents kind of maybe say like, dude, you, you got to go check him out. He's tonight in the Lotto Arena. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. but <laughs> something like that. Like for instance, the, 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 the son from Olivier, uh, Oliver Peters, right. also one of my, uh, my, uh, my heroes. He's here tonight, he's 18. And he came straight to me when he, when he saw me walking in. He's a fan of mine. He said, oh Mike, I can't wait to see you perform. And, and you know, he, and he's, the, the, he's the son of Oliver Peters. And that makes me just, you know, makes me smile. That, that's unbelievable that, that, that must we recaptured that generation. And he's like, can't, we're here for you. Can't wait to see you perform. Like, let's do it, man. Yeah, must give you a kick to, to have newer fans that-, that That's yeah. the generation change. And yeah. you know, when you make music that doesn't get old, and recaptures a new generation. I think that's that's it's crazy. We made we made. I can almost say we made timeless music. There you have. And for what we're doing in the electronic music industry, I mean, me and my wife were diehard fans of Deepesh Mode and Front 242. We're still playing their stuff. It's, yeah. And that's back then, but it still sounds for us like it's now. Yeah. So you know that's that's when you're a fan. That's why you do when you're a fan. Yeah. As trans changed is trans different than it was in your well in the days that you started off management wise <laughs> the the way it's produced technology the flow of trans it changed in due time but that's where you have your identity as an artist so i i you know the sound i give to what i call trans is yeah. who i am armin does the same uh, you have paul van dyke does the same or yeah. you know they all produce trans but it sounds the way they see it, yeah, you know, and people yeah. will come out when they play because they like what they're doing, or it's a mix. You put yeah. all those artists together, and basically you create one big night with trans general as as a genre, but everyone doing their own thing. Yeah, tonight it's it's basically here in Lota Arena. It's considered retro and classic classics, but I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who will do trans the way the way trans should, <laughs> should be, be Yeah, and and not to disrespect the others because they're massive. I mean, amazing guys, but they they bring it in their way. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'll bring it just because in my every, way. Because every 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 uh, different people's path is well, every people's path is different from one to the other. You yeah. have your path, and and the way you approach music, uh, the other guys have their own way of looking at yeah, things. Yeah, they have their fans in there. I have my yeah. fans in there. And, you know, we all mix it up. And, and, and that's why everyone comes together. That's the same with a festival. You can't expect uh, when you have 360,000 people coming to Tomorrowland on, for, let's say, uh, for Hartwell. No, they will come for, you know, having all the different stages and yeah. seeing their heroes or, or, or artists playing on their stages. Yeah. That, that's how it works. And I think that's just great about having everyone coming out and, you know, in a way you also support the artist. Yeah, sure. And and discover people you don't know. Yeah. I think the, the live aspect and the, and the performing performance aspect has been, has increased in, in value of, or, or has increased in importance. Yeah, I would say 80% of the artists have to produce their music to get out there. Yeah. And you have 20% artists out there which are purely known as DJs. Right. But they really yeah. started off in the scene as a DJ. But I would say nowadays climate, you, you will need your music. Yeah. What will be your path in 2018? There's the new album that's coming out. And where will it go from there? I don't know. I will see. Uh, I'm very inspired. <laughs> okay. I'm very inspired right now. <laughs> 
and I'm gonna do extensive touring and I'm still doing a lot of new music and then 2019 exploring new music ventures yeah okay well very much looking forward to that and seeing you around in Belgium yes Thanks, or around Kevin. the world perhaps <laughs> I'm gonna see you play in New York or wherever you know um, uh, it's really fun talking Perfect. to you and seeing you uh, in the flesh because we talk sometimes on Skype and stuff like I that know, but it's, because uh, we're friends Kevin people may yeah, know <laughs> it's true it's true but right, it's, thanks, uh, it's fun seeing you thanks for the interview man you're welcome buddy so yeah there you go that was my uh, interview with uh, Mike Push um, last Friday at uh, Age of Love uh, in the Lotto Arena in uh, Antwerp, Belgium. Great guy, uh, great inspiration for me as well. I hope you liked the chat and uh, this podcast series. If you do like it, do rate it on your podcast app. That would be so great if you could do that. Uh, supports me in a way. So uh, I would be grateful if uh, if that would be possible. Um, with Flash Forward Presents, the party concept, there is a new date added to our roster. It's uh, 28th of April at uh, Flat A in Antwerp across the Mass museum if you're in town do check it out it's a really great venue a new venue pop-up venue uh, it's really uh, select in that way in that respect that there's only uh, 80 people that can go in at a time but that makes it so much cozier and uh, so much more fun to uh, enjoy the beats that are going to be played there. Cottrell is uh, doing the headline uh, shift. Uh, of course, I'm playing, as is DJ Noski, Philip DP and uh, Josh Lasden. And by the way, um, I'm celebrating my birthday, really, there. So uh, if you want to join my birthday party, uh, do come on uh, April 28th. Um, Coming up this Friday, a new uh, Flash Forward with Major K uh, mix podcast. But for now, see you next time and enjoy the sunshine. Bye-bye.